Welcome everybody. This is COD Cannabis On Demand. I am Chop C, your host, and we got a live one for you today. First, I want to start off by saying thank you to Karma Exotic and Unlock Pros 93 for throwing Canacon. It was a fun party. It was my first party in Orlando, and you guys are doing something special up there. You guys are on your way to do big, big parties. Uh, the spot we were in, it was off in the cut. Everything was legit. Super, super safe. Didn't feel anxious at all. So once again, Karma Exotic, thank you for throwing Canacon. We had a blast. High Test Confections was out there doing their thing. The Atom Kit was out there doing their thing. It was all good. Nothing but love out there. Now, we got a good one for you today. Like I said, let's talk cannabis and sports. So for as long as I can remember, Nate Diaz, and if I'm not mistaken, Nick Diaz, have both been suspended time and time again for cannabis use. Um, I don't see what the big problem is. It's fighting. They're trained warriors from the streets and they fight smoke weed makes them not as angry as they used to be as kids I'm sure and they're amazing athletes so Dana White has always said oh it's a performance enhancing drug uh, we can't have that in the UFC I totally totally agree with that my take on the performance enhancer is it eliminates the pain and the bullshit that's going on in your body because obviously the body is a temple we all know that so if it eliminates the pain and the suffering inside the body obviously you're gonna do better at whatever you do MLB took this one step further and by MLB I mean Major League Baseball and they are removing cannabis from their banned substance list so now there's a couple things that I was thinking of immediately uh, baseball has always been in the drug market, so to speak. Whether it was players using greenies as amphetamines to wake up and you know perk up, whatever it may be, uh, to painkillers for for rehabbing injuries. Now I'm wondering if this is going to lower the addiction rate with current players, with former players, with you know, next generation players because they have the ability to recuperate and eliminate some of the injury pains without having to take drugs. And I know there's a lot of football players, current and former, that are major advocates for cannabis. Uh, probably the most famous one being Miami Dolphins, running back Ricky Williams. I remember seeing him on the sideline putting up the two fingers to his mouth like he was chiefing on something. And I was like, holy shit, this guy smokes weed. How can he get away with that? And then the next week they took him in for a drug test. He failed it and he got suspended. Now I don't see that happening too much longer. If baseball implements this and it works, 
I could see it going for the NFL. I could see it going for the NBA, where everybody's on the same page and obviously real performance enhancing drugs will be top priority to make sure that the sports are clean. But with cannabis, the benefits are endless. That's really exciting for me because I personally have some friends that have played professional sports and they're in pain, you know what I mean? And they smoke now that they're no longer in the sport that they play. But if they were able to do it while they were playing, would it have, allevi- would it have alleviated some of the pain that they've gone through? Now, it doesn't look like our government is going to go ahead and finalize the bill to decriminalize and remove cannabis off the Schedule 1 list so it's no longer a narcotic. But if they did, what doors would that open? Would it allow more sports teams, more doctors, more scientists, the ability to research and really figure out what this medicine can do for people? I think it would. I think they'd have a lot to test. I think they'd be able to create new alternatives. It wouldn't just be smoking. It wouldn't just be edibles. It wouldn't be vaping. I I think they would have so many more opportunities once cannabis has the ability to be researched in its entirety. Now, I read an article the other day that the DEA ordered like 250,000 pounds of cannabis so they can research. I want to know where they're getting that money from. Because I tell you what, 250 pounds of marijuana isn't cheap. 250,000 pounds of marijuana? Seems like some cartel shit. I want to know where they're taking it. I want to know where they have the ability to research it, what they're researching, and how they're going about doing it. Because who's to say they don't just order 250,000 pounds of weed and then pull some shady shit with it, like we know our government does from time to time. Now, like I said before, I'm not anti-government. But the trust has been lost through the years with everything shady that they've pulled. And I'm not going to go into everything that I've read and some of it could be conspiracy and some of it couldn't. But the reality is, you get caught with two pounds of weed, you're going to jail for a long time. Unless you have a good lawyer and you're rich and you can afford the good lawyer. If you don't have a good lawyer, you're up shit's Creek. That's what this bill was supposed to help people with. It was supposed to not so much give reparations, but expunge records for cannabis cases and rehabilitate the communities that were affected by drug arrests pertaining to cannabis. So before you start purchasing massive amounts of weed as a government, I think you really need to assess the benefits that you've seen that are proven 
do what you wanted to do or claim you wanted to do by allowing the president to approve a bill and signing that bill so it becomes law, then and then only once it's decriminalized federally, you should be able to buy 250,000 pounds of weed. Because it's real fucked up that you're sitting on that much cannabis when there are people struggling to buy their medicine. You're putting 50% taxes on cannabis in certain states. But you have no problem just buying it wholesale? Who the fuck are you? Did you show an EIN to buy 250,000 pounds of weed? Probably not. That's probably what the raid was all about last week in LA. You snatched up probably 250,000 pounds and said to the media and the news outlets that you bought it when you really kicked indoors and stole it. Now, I don't know that to be a fact. That's just my opinion, but it makes sense if you were to think about it that way. I really want our government to do the right thing and make the right moves and be proactive on the situation. But it just seems like everyone else has ulterior motives to making this happen. Whether it's kickbacks, whether it's congressmen and congresswomen having family members that are investors in cannabis farms. Especially in Florida, where the farm is the manufacturer, is the dispensary, and it's a complete monopoly. And ever since I was young, the only monopoly that was legal was the board game. All other monopolies are not allowed to happen. Our government is supposedly set up to not let that occur. But here in Florida, they put that in writing. So it's realistically a violation of laws that have been in place for years upon years. The grower is the manufacturer as well as the distribution as well as the retail so how do I get in on this how do you get in on this if you have a couple hundred thousand dollars that you wanted to do a small grow you don't have the ability to do that I don't have the ability to do that why the fuck not I want to do a small batch like a brewery. There are breweries popping up all over the place. And it's funny, I went to a brewery not too long ago, and there were vendors there giving away beer because they didn't have their license to sell yet. Wouldn't it be nice if I could go to a dispensary at one of their grand openings and just give away nugs out of my small batch that I just cultivated I got the new runts everybody come check it out take a nug tell me if you like it and then leave a comment in the dispensary's box whether you like it or not if you want them to bring it in that would be fair but unfortunately we don't have the opportunity to do that but anybody could go make some beer if they wanted to and that shit's not cool. Well, I guess it's cool if you're a beer drinker, and I'm not hating on it. But the fact of the matter is, 
alcohol and alcoholism kills people. They said more people died from alcoholism than opiates this past year. 2019, more people died from alcoholism than opiates. Put that into perspective. Anybody could make their batch of beer and have no repercussions as long as they're not selling it. But I can't grow. You can't grow. Your mom can't grow. It could be a hobby or a life-save scenario. It's just another plant, people. We should be thinking of it like aloe. When you see aloe in the street and you have a cut, you break a piece off and you make yourself feel better. Now, if you wanted to handle it similar to, to alcohol and have people apply for licenses to sell their small crop cannabis and their small batch cannabis, that would be cool. I know Normal and Regulate Florida is looking to do that. They've actually been looking to regulate cannabis like alcohol for quite some time now and just got no steam going. So the more we talk about it, the more people listen to it, read it, understand it, educate themselves, the faster this movement will grow. Everybody could say we want to legalize weed and we want to grow pot wherever we want as long as it's, you know, your property. It's going to happen. But if we're all on the same page, we all push for the same thing, we're all educated on the same laws, guidelines, and restrictions, it's going to happen. But like any other community, unless we come together, it all falls apart. That's it for episode 5, guys. If you like what you hear, don't forget to click and subscribe at the bottom. You can find us now on Facebook, Cannabis On Demand. Instagram, Cannabis underscore on underscore demand. And now on YouTube, Cannabis On Demand. Look forward to seeing you guys. Episode 6 coming at you next week.